0: Hey, Tony here, and thanks for downloading and listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Did you know there's a way to get even more content week after week? If you download the free Jeep Talk Show app, you will get access to a bonus segment that's uh, often no 30, 45 minutes long. You can get just that much more Jeep Talk Show goodness by going to the Apple Store or the Google Store and downloading the Jeep Talk Show app. It's free!
1: You're listening to a 4x4
2: Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Doc Show with Wendy. There will be body damage.
0: Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. yourself.
3: Turn it up and drive during the Jeep celebration event at South Fork Jeep. Call one 800 low price to get a lifetime warranty and 0% financing for 72 months on new Grand Cherokees. Shop the fastest-growing dealer in Texas at SouthForkDodge.com. That's SouthForkDodge.com.
0: You know, Josh, I saw a post today on Jeep at the Beach, Texas. Uh, oh, yeah. Great Chris uh, Chris Godwin is from uh, South Fork uh, Jeep is going to be uh, at... Uh, the at the beach. I think he's going to be there, uh, giving away tires and things and all kinds of crap. Oh, right on. for for Go Topless. Uh, I believe which is this weekend, and uh, so uh, that was like a, a big time announcement. Of course, I took the opportunity to uh, uh, put on there that he was on a, our last episode and you know plug the show as as people hmm. do. You know the shameless plugs ha- have to or, happen. Well, yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to be uh, visiting uh, Go Topless Day and you're going to be, uh, I think they're in Bolivar. Uh, if you're going to be down there, look for uh, Chris Godwin, and, and certainly look for uh, South Fork uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about—what are we talking about this week? Well, what are we talking about? What kind of, like, Mickey what Thompson? show is
3: this? Oh, God, where am I? <laughs> we could talk about Mickey Thompson. We're not going to be talking about Gladiators quite as much as we were last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm Josh. And on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, you're going to hear why new Jeeps may soon be in short supply. There's an all new Jeep coming and I'll give you all the what's, when's and where's. And later, if you've ever dropped a nut, this tip is for you. I popped one once. I thought I did
0: when I picked up that uh, back end oh, of a no. pickup. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, not like that. <laughs> I'm Tony, and uh, and coming up later in the show, I'll be interviewing Dominic, President and Ben, Senior Product Manager of Light Trucks at Mickey Thompson. Mickey Thompson? I know that name. Everybody knows that name. <laughs> That's why I was surprised we got him.
4: <laughs> Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around
2: the
3: world. It's
4: This Week in Jeep
3: this week in Jeep, we've got a trickle of stories for you. Uh, The top one leading this week's episode is about a new Jeep coming to the lineup. And it's, well, don't get excited. And I'm using the term Jeep very loosely here. (laughs) Uh, Well, talk of a new Jeep crossover, even smaller than the subcompact Renegade, dates back several years. Most of us thought it was just a joke or a gag of some kind after the lackluster reception of the smallest Jeep ever, the Renegade. Formerly a trim package for the CJ, it's now dubbed Cute Ute. Yeah, isn't that special? Well, like many Jeep rumors, they start off in the ether and eventually become reality. And this is another one that seems to be happening, actually. Citing official documents from Jeep's parent company, Stellantis, reports last week surfaced that a baby Jeep, codenamed Project 516, will start production in late 2022 at a plant located in Taichi, Poland. The plant is currently the home of production to the Fiat 500 and Lancia Ypsilian cars. Polish Deputy Prime Minister Jar- Jaroslaw Gowin, in a tweet last December, also mentioned in, in an investment in the Tai Chi plant to support new vehicles. Basis would be the MP front wheel drive platform, which is designed for mini and sub cam- some compact cars and supports plug in hybrid and battery electric powertrains. A Jeep executive in 2019, uh, during an interview, hinted at a baby Jeep measuring about 13 feet in length, which would place it in about the mini car segment. In comparison, the subcompact Renegade is about 14 feet long, and a Mini Cooper is just over 12 and a half feet long. So, according to the release reports, the baby Jeep will launch with an internal combustion engine standard, but will eventually offer battery electric plug-in or hybrid powertrains. A fully electric version is reportedly coming in 2023, which will like first ever fully electric production-based jeep model ever released now we're not going to count the jeep wrangler magneto even though that one is really really cool since it was just a one-off custom concept that was unveiled at this year's moab easter jeep safari initially the baby jeep will likely be off limits for the united states at least until it passes all of the nhtsa standards for crash safety what do you think tony a a, a mini jeep are are we are, are we on board with this (laughs) <laughs> um, I
0: if you can if you can use them for you know skates to put onto your feet and uh, you know maybe have powered skates that would be pretty cool. No, I think that they're they're not available in the U.S. until the rioting stops because they don't want these things got you know all beat to shit. <laughs> tip over! Oh okay. yeah, tip over! Of course, because you know, one
3: strong guy on a, a Red Bull will be able to float flop these things over. <laughs> I don't wait to see somebody strap like four of these underneath a JKU and just be like, "Look, I've got new shoes."
0: <laughs> you know, I you know, Jeep Jeep has uh, got the pulse on uh, the, the what the people want. So uh, we were uh, sorely wrong about the new uh, Cherokee. So we could be wrong about this one as well. Uh, I'm not buying one, but, uh, you know,
3: you're right where they got their pulse on what the people want, at least globally. And this is going to be one another, one of those global vehicles that is going to sell way better in every other country, but the ones that it's initially released in. Uh, so, you know, for now, uh, it's an interesting story. Uh, at least, kind of going to kind of see how the waters are tested. I think with this before they bring it to the U.S. And even then, it might even be in a slightly different form, different bumpers, different trim levels, that sort of thing. Who knows? But time will tell. I don't understand,
0: Josh. Uh, it, it seems like men are only in uh, North America, which would include can- Canadians and Australia, New Zealand. Uh, what the hell's wrong with the rest of this, this world that men would want some little bitty? toy vehicle to drive around in is it you know and they say that, that, or
3: you know the the us is is like the world capital of obesity right and and i don't know oh. what it is but giant people are somehow drawn to tiny cars uh <laughs> at, least, at least that's the way it is here in oregon every every time i see a tiny car in, in in a parking lot there's always a giant person either getting in or coming out of it and so it's i don't know why people of this size just are drawn to cars that are definitely not their size i it's beyond me but this uh, that's, uh, that's the marketing that based on that science <laughs> that, that this, this would be the perfect market for a small car but Th-
0: these these cars are like wearing stripes vertical stripes it's slimming so that's why people pick we are using <laughs> the term car here
3: very very accurately oh, this yeah. is certainly this not is a going car it's kind of a truck it, it's not going to be a you know a regular jeep as as a uh, uh, as the term is is so used, uh, so yeah, I, I, it's just going to be another one of those cars in the lineup that, that we're we're just not going to be very excited. About.
0: My uh, my wife uh, was talking about the Gladiator the other day, and she said uh, she referenced it as the car. I uh, I stopped her and I said, "We do not have any cars at this we house. We don't own a car. Yeah, none of these vehicles <laughs> are cars." Oh, I'm
3: sorry. She wasn't yeah, sorry. Yeah. Or no. <laughs> not in the least, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man. I can just hear the tone of the correction, you know, all right. <laughs> now, now, now. <laughs> well, Jeep inventories are dwindling, and it's all based on, well, due to production issues. Now, Jeep makers, uh, well, Jeep's um, parent company, Stellantis, has slashed planned production. Uh, by 11% in the first three months of the year due to global chip shortage and has warned of additional cuts in the weeks ahead as the crisis lingers. Now, we talked about this, uh, I don't know, several weeks back about a semiconductor shortage and how it's affecting the automotive market. Well, this lack of semiconductors has resulted in a cut to planned first quarter production of about 190,000 vehicles across all operations of Stellantis. Now, the problem will force it to cut second quarter production even more. And that means likely some layups as well. But it does expect the situation to improve after June. Eight of the company's 44 plants were affected to at least by some degree by the shortage as of Tuesday, and at least two of those are Jeep plants. The company's finance chief, uh, Richard Palmer, uh, says Stellantis expects the issue to continue into next year. Adding, "quote, We expect it to just disappear." Now, the warning came as growth in South America and Europe fueled a 14% rise in sales at Stellantis to $44.5 billion, compared with the month last year when lockdowns related to the coronavirus pandemic took their toll on sales and factory output around the world. Speculators expected things to improve in the second half of this year, but a fire at Renisa's electronics plant in Japan, as well as serious outages in Texas after the storms in March, have exacerbated the tensions on the global semiconductor market. And new problems, such as a drought in Thailand, are casting further doubt on how soon this semiconductor shortage will end. For now, though, production must continue, as the you know the show must go on, until it can't.
0: I'm loving that uh, the Gladiator came
3: in in record time, ordered, ordered from the factory. Too. Yeah, and that was a factory order. That was nothing that the dealership no, had or uh-uh. came from another dealership. That came from the factory. That had to be configured and built to your specifications, and I'm kind of surprised that it came as soon as it did oh, with all amazing. of this going on. Yeah, I so, think it was the name think, It was being built specifically
0: I, well, for the Jeep Talk Show. Thank
3: you. Thank you. <laughs> you, you took the words out of my oh, mouth. I'm sorry. have to say, I think the only reason that this <laughs> happened was because the Jeep Talk Show's involvement in the purchase. So I've just, you know, there's that.
0: They, it's like, oh, we're getting ready to sue them. So let's, let's give them a bone. Let's get the Jeep over there to them really quick. We'll probably get it back in the settlement anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they'll have big ass stickers on it now. So that's
3: good. Oh, it's yours. It's ours. <laughs> yes. it's not, there's no getting it back now. Well, the Kentucky Hillbilly Jeep crew is back, and they're back with a blast of an all-new weekend event in support of the American Cancer Society's local chapter. The Crawling Over Cancer event starts this Friday. Well, it's pretty much the day after we record this episode. The day it's released, in fact, May 7th, and continues through Sunday, May 9th. It's all this weekend. The three-day event gets underway Friday night with a big show-and-shine kickoff celebration at Buffalo Wings and Rings. The crew has been hosting three shows, or been hosting these shows rather, on a monthly basis, picking a different business each time as a way to boost the local economy. That's how it's done. The club will close out the weekend on Sunday with a Mother's Day trail ride. The main event is on Saturday, though, it's with their 2021 Jeep Jam. The crew has partnered with Lake Cumberland Speedway for a day-long extravaganza featuring live music, races, mud bogs, rock crawling, inflatables, a vendor's alley, concessions, and more, headlining our country artist. Brad Harden of Danville and Jordan Foster. The Kentucky Hillbilly Jeep Crew is a group of Jeep owners out of Somerset, Kentucky, and engage with the public and the community through events like these that benefit good causes. If you'd like to connect or support this group, we'll have a link to their Facebook page in the show notes for this episode. So Josh, whenever
0: you mention inflatables, would that be for both men and women? uh, You know, I'm thinking water wings. uh, Oh, okay. Okay. I I misunderstood. He's walking around, look at me! (laughs) No,
3: I... (laughs) No, uh, inflatables, I'm thinking, you know, like the, uh, the bouncy castles and, and things like that, you know, those big inflatable slides, kids climb up it and they throw themselves off the end and it's, it's a lot of fun. Well,
0: uh, when, when you said, uh, I just completely misunderstood. I mean, you said good time inflatables. I, I, I lost my train of thought.
3: Oh yeah. No, it's, you know, he goes past it in
0: there too. who brought the X-rated inflatable? Beat,
3: beat that bad joke to death. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is a good event, man. I mean, anything cancer-related, I am fully absolutely. behind. Absolutely, I've got—I uh, got my uh, my mother's a three-time cancer survivor, so and cancer has touched well, virtually every corner of my family.
0: Anti-cancer-related. Let's let's be clear. Um, yeah. No, absolutely.
3: F so, cancer. I mean, any yeah. event that is uh, the su- that is supporting uh, beating cancer in any way, shape, or form, I'm absolutely behind, and I hope you uh, you are too. Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know what you have to say by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're
5: listening
0: to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, we've got a quick tip for you that will help you keep your nuts from falling out of the socket or wrench you're using to secure them with. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time reading that. Laughing and reading at the same time. <laughs>
1: After listening to last week's show, I realized I do not have a voice for radio. That said, I'm calling in to make an announcement. i listen to the show. I enjoy it, and I'm not a rat bastard. Join me in the Zoom meetings. It's Travis. I'm drinking, and one day, I'll be back.
3: Giddy up. <laughs> Giddy up. Oh, yeah. No, we love us some Travis.
1: Thank
0: you, Travis. So Josh, if you're if you're running long in your uh, in your stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing this for you. This will be your cue to wrap up your uh, your long duration re- reply.
1: Okay. You're so loud. Either that or <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> uh, that's a good one.
3: That those are both good drops right
1: there.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't think about it until tonight. <laughs> no, I've
3: <laughs> those I've, are I've gold. Been I've been told that I'm too loud, and it's like, well, like, you know, you, come on, you spend decades behind a microphone in one form or another. You, you 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 just you project. It's what you do, and so I, I don't know. Yep, yep. No, you do, you do a great job here.
0: But it's always fun to give uh, give everybody a hard time. All right, here we uh, here we go with the Jeep Gladiator, the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator update. Shortly after ordering the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, I reached out to several great companies that we had on the show to see if they would be, you know, interested in being part of the JTS Gladiator build. Code for send us free shit. So <laughs> they they all apparently they've played this game before with other people because they all said no. Shocking. And then <laughs> one said, How did you get this number? So, you know, I I just lied. Uh, you don't remember us? <laughs> just <laughs> last week. <laughs> uh, of course, this was true until we contacted our friends at Bulllock. Lock. Uh, oh, they're good people. Yeah, the folks that secure all your Jeep goodies, one key for all your locks. They jumped at the chance to outfit our Gladiator with their locks. Well, after some begging, telling, telling them how everyone else said no. And there may have been some tears, but not mine, oh. but them right before they gave in. So, <laughs> oh. Boy, how hard of a time did you give them? Geez. <laughs> well, you know I, You it's can't have dog. everybody tell you no. Somebody's got to, <laughs> got to jump in. I mean, even, even if I got to send them some money,
3: you know, this this be part of the bill, please. So they they really came through. Uh, I. So I'm guessing. So all the doors obviously are going to be keyed uh, one way. The rear gate's going to be keyed, you know, uh, the, the same way. Uh, you're going to have a key for, I'm assuming, maybe a high lift jack uh, lock or something like that. Possibly the, uh, the whatever sort of uh, uh, hitch apparatus that you've got to secure the, the Jeep for flat towing, the, the XJ flat towing. You're going to have something in your hitch pin. Uh, that'll be locked up with your Jeep key as well. What, what else are you going to you got You got a lock box somewhere that you're going to have uh, have them make a key for? You, sir, are incorrect (laughs) (laughs) because ball lock
0: takes care of all those things with just one key. That'd be the key that came with your Jeep. So, uh, like, for example, I got a 5 eighths uh, inch receiver lock, and uh, I have to put the Jeep key that came with the Jeep in there to Mm -hmm. set the lock for the first time. And then from there on out, that's the only key that will lock and unlock that receiver lock. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is good stuff. I mean, you know where you're—you don't have to have that big ring like you're a jailer or something with all the keys or all the locks in the building. You just have to carry on that one that that one key. And back whenever you're you were sticking your key in an ignition and you're running it with all those keys hanging on the 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 out of the uh, the, the main key, you were potentially damaging the tumblers. Inside yeah. your inside your lock. So if you've got a TJ or anything that has uh, the old style uh, tumblers, every time I get in the Gladiator, I start messing with the keys because I'm trying to find the key to start the to start the Gladiator. I'm still not used to it. So <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they sent that. They uh, they sent uh, the uh, cable lock, which is which will be great. I'm actually thinking about maybe putting that one on the spare underneath the bed. Because uh, I remember uh, when Chevrolet came out with their, uh, their trucks in the uh, the like the early 80s, that was a big theft thing because that's where they were storing the the uh, the spare tires was up underneath the bed, and uh, you would uh, you would leave from uh, uh, the mall uh, uh, watching a movie, and you'd hear this dragging, and it was the cable dragging um, uh-huh. from the bottom of the uh, the bottom uh, bottom of the truck. I got an off vehicle coupler lock uh, with that uh the uh what else there was uh there was like five things i think they gave me everything that would work on the gladiator with the exception of the hoodlock. and the only reason why i didn't get a hoodlock was uh i'm thinking about trying to retrofit a gladiator uh rubicon uh trail cam in there and it goes in the exact same spot uh, oh, oh yeah no good that call the hood lock, that the hoodlock is so but uh
3: Lots of good stuff. Uh, if you, interesting with the uh, with the uh, the coupler lock, I didn't even know Bolt Lock made a coupler lock. I was really uh, surprised. That's nice too.
0: I mean, I don't think oh, no, that you, is
3: that is good security right there. Yeah,
0: I don't think anybody's going to run off with uh, with the uh, the XJ, but uh, you never know. So uh, I'm not planning on you know leaving it uh, uh, out of gear when it's sitting there, but I guess it's always possible mm-hmm. that I could. You know, pull up and then unhook it. Got to go do something like an emergency or something, and come back. And now the uh, the XJ has gone. So, uh, oh no, you know, so that wouldn't uh, that would not be good. Uh, but anyway, there was like uh, uh, five items, and of course, you can go over to our Instagram and see uh, pictures of all the items that uh, Bolt Lock uh, sent over to us. And I can't tell you how nice this stuff is. It's heavy duty. Uh, it's uh, good, stout, big stuff great security you can just see it in the quality of the build and of course they use red on all their stuff which is just the right thing to do people
3: no so, big not, thanks not impressed <laughs> <laughs> no I, I am impressed by that coupler lock uh, I, I i've been to several off-road shows out here in the portland metro area where uh, bolt lock reps have been I've had a chance to talk with them and and see their product firsthand in person. Tony's right. 100% hit the nail on the head. They the stuff that they make is beefy. I mean, you 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 hold it, you feel it, you touch it and you're like, "Wow, this isn't any ordinary lock. This isn't any ordinary, you know, anti-theft device. This isn't any it is it is something else. It is more. It is in addition to what you would find anywhere else. It is that they, they they take the extra measures in the in the R and D to really make their stuff stand out and withstand. So uh, yeah, hats off to Bolt Lock and, and congratulations, Tony. You finally got somebody to say yes. <laughs> uh,
0: so also too, I, I was uh, while while you were talking, I was able to jump over to this uh, to their other page for the Gladiator, mm-hmm. and they do yeah. have Jeep specific uh, locks, so you can uh, put in your vehicle and see what's available for it. I uh, also got a coupler Jeep center cut. Uh, I'm sorry coupler lock jeep's intercut so that you know where you put that pin in to keep the uh yeah. to keep the the little uh, tab down so it stays locked to the ball they have uh I have one of those so I can actually lock it in place and uh, no no pin where somebody could just pull it off and uh, take off with uh hell you know somebody could actually uh steal the uh, uh the flat towing bracket real easy uh with some without something like this and uh, they also included a um a padlock uh, center cut. So uh, I'll have a padlock that I can actually, uh, you, know, maybe, you know, maybe bolt something down inside the, uh, the bed. Mm-hmm. So uh, really everything, everything except for the locking uh, recovery hook Jeep, that thing is amazing. I saw that in SEMA 2019 when I was uh, talking to Jason Buckles. And uh, that thing is just, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's porn because it is so gorgeous. And uh, I don't know how you would use something that big and wonderful. I mean, it'd, be, it'd make a great uh, paperweight for your desk. But I'm sure it's huh. great on the Jeep, too. But I would feel awkward about putting something that that big and beautiful on the XJ. Now, the Gladiator, sure. <laughs> but those things are gorgeous. So, if you, if you want to uh, see what I'm talking about, just go over to BoltLock.com and look for the locking recovery hook. Uh, Jeep center cut. At least that's the one for the, uh, the JL and I guess any of the ones that have the center cut uh, uh, locks, uh, center cut keys.
3: And we'll of course have a link to bolt lock in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. And probably
0: some pictures.
6: a little
0: bit, you know, Josh. I might be considered the rat bastard here because uh, we took such—you well, are a- the cheapest out of all of us. <laughs> no,
3: I'm,
0: I'm a pretty good miser myself. But, yeah, uh, no, it's a good, it's a good thing. So uh, I uh, it, it took us a long time to finally get the uh, no longer rat bastard uh, honor badges uh, being sent out, and uh, my wife uh, uh, said that she knew I wouldn't wear a mask, so she <laughs> she offered to take them down to the post office. And, uh, she, I, I had already, I, I had no idea what they would cost to send out. And, uh, she went down there and found out that they were going to be $4 and 50 cents a piece. And just from the subscribers that we had at that, at that moment, a couple of weeks ago, that was going to be $67 in, in Is shipping. All? Is that all we have? Come on, people, you need to subscribe more. Oh no, at at $4.50 a piece, that's not very many of them. And that didn't include Australia and Japan because those two, we got two subscribers in in those two places too. Haven't even looked at those yet. So anyway, she brought them home. I said, that can't be right. You know, I've never shipped anything, but how in the world can anybody afford to spend $4.50 for a little bitty honor badge type thing? And a few and a couple of stickers i mean it weighed i'll have a little measuring scale here two ounces oh,
3: because she's she's buying the padded envelope and the fancy stamps and no it was a padded envelope but uh
0: uh anyway it really had to do with the size after i did some research on it it had oh. to do with the size of the envelope uh it's not
3: the weight it's the size and,
0: yeah Obviously. <laughs>
3: it's always about the size.
0: Okay. <laughs> and and uh, so anyway, she, she brought them back home because I said, no, don't pay that. Bring them back home. So I did some research and I, from what I read on the USPS site, they yeah. should have been a dollar forty.
3: Oh, now that makes more sense. Yeah. That, that seems a little bit more in the ballpark
0: so I don't know what this guy was using to the measure and apparently he's on some sort of kickback plan at the postal service because if he you know overcharges you by four then he you know gets uh you know 50 percent of the profits or something but anyway so we're nervous about sending them out all at once because we're afraid we're gonna get them back you know insufficient
3: postage so so far now this would be the perfect time for one of those podcast uh, commercials for stamps.com
0: uh, you know what I found out? I haven't used it yet, <laughs> but I actually found one that uh, I think is much better. It's called, and you'll like this, it's called okay. Pirate Ship.
3: Get it? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> not, that's, that's what not uh, Adam it calls his radio network, uh, by the way. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's true.
0: So anyway, uh, I'm going to be using Pirate Ship because uh, that 450 that I was being quoted or we were being quoted from uh, the U.S. Post Office, it was uh, 375. So it was substantially lower going through Pirate Ship. But anyway, I'm I'm going down another trail. So anyway, we've been you know sticking a uh, dollar sixty worth of stamps on these envelopes and mm-hmm. sending them out and waiting for them to come back. And so far, everybody that we, including Travis, uh, that's what he was talking about in his uh, in his uh, message to us today. Oh, okay. he's, no, he's officially no longer a rat bastard because he has because he's- an honor badge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? yeah. He actually huh. posted up on Facebook. Uh, a picture of that honor badge on his Jeep. So anyway, they are going out. So if if you were uh, if you subscribed some time ago and the uh, the thirty nine ninety five or the one hundred dollar thing, you you should be seeing your honor badges soon. But we're trickling them out. I think we're going to be doing a bigger uh, push on sending them out, simply because we haven't received any of them back yet. And then what we're going to do for the new ones, we're going to use a smaller envelope, and then we won't, really won't have to worry about this at all. But all these go. envelopes were already addressed with return and everything else. Uh, and, and, okay. and my wife said, I'll redo Allergies them. Had
3: yeah. yeah,
0: my wife said, I'll, I'll redo them. I said, hell no, we shouldn't have to do this, this twice because the postal, postal Service can't follow their own rules. Yeah. So there we go.
3: Anyway, they're going I, out. I think this, all, this was all an exercise so that you could hear somebody say, your package is too big. <laughs>
0: You know, I've heard it so much already is one <laughs> right. more, one more doesn't make a difference. Uh, but I'm trying to lose weight. Uh, anyway, so the, uh, the, that's going out. And if you don't know what a rat bastard is, well, you're lucky because you probably are one. Uh, if, uh, if, uh, you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> this podcast for free,
3: you're a rat bastard.
0: And if you'd like to not be a rat bastard, pay up. So are just the gonna, rat
3: bastard toe tags still going out? Are they? Are they still getting hung on Jeeps? You know, I'm
0: glad you mentioned that. We we finally got those things uh, printed and cut. My wife oh, went through. She's got band aids on her fingers from cutting them. No. Off. Yep, huh. yep. Because it was lo- like over 300 of them, and that doesn't. That, that, that was this the first 15 people that signed up. Hey. Yep. So we're gonna do. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna do a video. Uh, well, we're doing 20 per person. So it doesn't take oh, okay. it, okay. it didn't take many to get up to three hundred. So so we're gonna we're gonna do a little video about how to glue the the little rats onto the card. I know it's simple to do, but we wanna make sure you guys don't have any trouble well, with
3: it that, that way. There's there's you know uniformity and there's consistency and and everybody's you know gets the same sort of thing. So that you know the the Jeep friend in Michigan and the Jeep friend in, in Colorado are both getting the same sort of looking thing. Hey, look at mine. Hey, look at yours. You know that sort of thing. So yeah.
0: So this is going to be the big test, folks. These these should be going out in the next uh, couple of days. Uh, I, I ordered another bag of rats that we are going to use to make the video. Oh. So if if you if you don't recall because we haven't talked about this in a while. What you're going to receive is a bag of rats. I, I, you know, I love saying that. You're going to receive a bag of rats directly from Amazon. <laughs> That'll be twenty. Sorry, of them. my imagination is just going.
3: <laughs> what the hell is this?
0: <laughs> no cheese. The cheese is on you. <laughs> and uh, but don't put the cheese on you with twenty rats. That would be a bad thing. So anyway, uh, you're going to receive a bag of rats from uh, from Amazon. Then you're going to receive twenty of those uh, rat bastard toe tags, if you will. Uh, From uh, from us from the Jeep talk show and then what you'll need to do is you'll need to adhere the rat uh, To the uh, to the card and then you'll be able to send those uh, I'm sorry not send those you'll be able to go out and put these on Jeeps and this is going to be our test case folks We're going to see how this uh, these 300 or so that we're sending out how much uh, how much uh, interest this is going to generate and uh, so it's going to be very important whenever you've received these. And I'm, I'm talking to the the folks that have already signed up. Uh, yeah, our volunteers, our, yeah, our yeah. keepers on the, the jeeps in the streets. The, the 15 to 17 people that have signed up. Uh, this is going to be really important for you guys to help us promote these things. So we're going to need to have make sure that whenever you go, you can't just – Go out there on your, for free, a free volunteer, and do this. There's got to be more things for you to do. <laughs> yeah. Take a picture. We'd love to get some pictures. Oh, so, no, there's got to be some pictures. Yeah, yeah, so people can say, what the hell's wrong with these people? Why would they put a rat on my Jeep?
3: <laughs> Why well, no, do they each, think it's each funny? Each one of those, each one of those uh, pictures that gets posted that, w- that would then get posted on social media mm-hmm. would would generate interest. You know, when the person finds that they look us up. Oh crap! There's my Jeep on Facebook. You know, and yeah. it's like yeah. So we've got to have the pictures that go along with them. It just it sort of fill, rounds out the experience.
0: Yep, yep. So what we're trying to do is generate a lot of uh, interest in this because. It's it's wonderful to give people gonna, koozies, you know, like the Jeep Mafia does. It's wonderful. We're generate to generate some cease and desist letters. To what to, we're going to generate. To duck a Jeep, you know, my Jeep was ducked, my cute little duck. No, we're putting a dead rat with a toe tag on your Jeep because we're the... A bloody muddy toe tag. We're the Jeep podcast with a bad attitude. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
0: Screw your feelings. So, anyway... You know what you you know what you're getting when you when you tune in here anyway. So anyway, I'm glad you mentioned that, Josh, because they're all cut, they're ready to go. We just have to uh, do a quick video to how how to attach the rat to the cart. And uh, you guys uh, that have signed up for it, I think there was like 15 people that signed up for it. We've had a a few come in here over the last few days, but those first 15 will definitely be uh, receiving their uh, their toe tags and their rats very very soon.
7: From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, Tony, I saw the picture of your new Gladiator. Which, by the way, how come you didn't tell me you were buying a new Gladiator? I didn't, (laughs) I had to hear about it through social media. But anyhow, uh, I saw the pictures and I'm very disappointed you didn't go with the sticker option that I recommended. And since pictures make a really good podcast, I'll describe my idea for the sticker for your gladiator. It had deep talk show on the fender and then in great big bold letters on the door. It said featuring Nikki G Oh because yeah. we all know who makes the show here, but that's not why I'm calling. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I'm calling to answer the questions that a lot of people ask me all the time is where do you get these jokes? And it's very simple. (laughs) Alexa, tell me a bad joke. Oh, God. How did the hot chocolate get a car loan? His mom had to cocoa sign. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. Tell me another. (laughs) Why did Mozart rush to the bathroom? To conduct his next movement. (laughs) Yes, you can't go wrong with a potty joke. Alexa, can I go wrong with a potty joke? How do you start a party on the Starship Enterprise? Set phasers to fun. <laughs> oh, that stinks. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye.
3: But he, he hasn't had a good groaner like that last one in a while.
0: So, uh, all right. So what I'm taking away from this is, is that we no longer need Dicky G. We can just use the, the just Alexa. Bring Alexa in here and tone her down a few octaves. And yeah. I just need it's to get her. Nikki G. I just, I just need to get her to say, but that's not while I'm calling. Yes. <laughs> I think you can
3: program that in there. <laughs> List of responses. Oh, great uh, stuff. Good times, Nikki G. Good times.
0: Yeah, we love our Nikki G. Chris, I've been hearing on the news there's some really great deals to be had on trade-ins.
5: Yeah, Tony, thank you. First of all my name is Chris Godwin, I'm the owner of South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram and Tony, we really thank you for your business it was not just us selling a vehicle or you buying one, we were able to build a strong relationship and I'm glad that uh, we're now together and talking about Jeeps. but yeah, the world news if you've heard it is talking about if you have an extra car in your driveway or you want to trade, now is the time whether you want to sell it outright to South Fork Dodge or you want to Uh, trade it in for a new one. Inventory is tight, but we have plenty of it because of our new Jeep facility, so if you're wanting to buy a new Jeep, Dodge Ram, any of it, come see me, and I can guarantee you an outstanding value on your vehicle right now with tight new car markets that makes used car trade-ins worth. There's no off-leases coming to the dealership, so we have to get them from customers, and that means paying top dollar.
0: Man, that's great. I'm enjoying the hell out of my Gladiator, uh, Chris, and I thank you for making it such a wonderful experience. Go over to Southwark Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram uh, located in uh, Manville, Texas?
5: Manville Pearland. Most people say Pearland. It's at 288 and Magnolia Drive right. One exit past 518 in the Pearland Town Center. Call one 800 low Price. ask for Chris, the owner. I'd be glad to take care of
7: you.
0: Uh, he will, too. Uh, I mean, I was sitting in there in the uh, the Gladiator when I went over there to pick it up a couple of weeks ago and uh, sitting in, the, uh, in the, the Gladiator going over how things worked with uh, Deadpool, my salesman, and uh chris walks over taps on the glass and says hey how's it going i mean this is the owner of the dealership and he doesn't just do that for me uh he does that for anybody with a podcast no i'm I'm kidding he does that for for all the customers there they really care about their customers there and that's the reason why i was asking you guys for a dealership that i could go to to have that kind of experience i did not want to uh, have to threaten to leave i did not want to have to Threaten them to, uh, you know, just to sell me the damn Jeep. You know, it was it was just a nice, smooth, friendly. Uh, I, I got absolutely nothing from them about uh, ordering one from the uh, from the Jeep dealership. They said, sure, fine, we'll do that. Uh, they looked around for what I wanted locally. They couldn't find it, so they ordered it. It wasn't like trying to direct me to this one and uh, let, me, let me give you a better deal if uh, you know we'll take off five hundred dollars off this fifteen thousand dollars items that you didn't want. Uh, just to sell this one that's on the lot. So it really was about me and what I wanted, and and that's the kind of dealership I want to go to.
3: Yeah, heck yeah.
1: From around the world, or from your city,
2: and sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview.
0: All ho boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview, and tonight we're talking with Mickey Thompson. Not just one person from Mickey Thompson, but two. We've got Dominic. He is the president of Mickey Thompson since 2017 uh, and in the tire industry for 24 years. Man, you must have that good tire smell on you. I love getting new tires and having that smell. Uh, Mickey (laughs) Thompson is obsessed as an organization with breaking barriers and carving new paths. We consider ourselves to be in the traction business and continue to hold ourselves accountable to the standards set by Gene and Mickey in 1963. Innovation and relentless pursuit of what's next drives the organization. Our purpose is to defy limits, unleash your passion. And now we also have Ben. He is a senior product manager of Light Truck from Mickey Thompson Tires and has been with the company for 15 years. Ben's first three years with Mickey we uh, were in motorsports, traveling to drag strips then. Man, that had to have been cool. And off-road events all over the country to support the racers slash competitors. Then Ben joined the product group as assistant product manager, getting a taste of the product development in virtually all areas of the product portfolio. Then became a product manager and finally senior project manager of light trucks. Ben has been a car guy his entire life and currently has a 63 Galaxy. 86 Capri, 88 GM panel van, uh, I got also lots of jokes for that one, an 05 <laughs> Evolution, <laughs> an 07 F-150, and has most recently gotten into welding and fabricating. Damn it, Ben, where's the Jeep?
8: Right, I know it's it's coming. It's got to be. I actually have a Jeep bumper, I just don't
0: have the Jeep yet. <laughs> well, you're you're piecing it out. You're I mean, sorry, you're piecing right. it together, not piecing it out. <laughs> so thank you both for uh, for being here, Dominic. I think we'll start with you. Uh, actually, this is uh, the first time we're doing a multi-person interview. Normally, we only have one person on at a time. So uh, you guys should be uh, very honored. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how it, how it goes. I have more more switches to to toggle here now. So, uh, Dominic, you, uh, you were mentioning uh, the, uh, the new launch that you guys are doing with Mickey Thompson Tires. Can you tell us a little bit about it? If you need to defer to Ben, go right ahead.
4: No, absolutely. So I'll jump in real quick. First of all, thank you again, Tony, for having us on. Yeah, as I said earlier, this is the most significant product launch we had in the history of Mickey Thompson. And when you think of that history, that's really saying a mouthful. So it's the new Baja Boss Hybrid All-Terrain. That officially launched into the market on April 5th. So we are just fired up about what we set out to accomplish and we think we've checked all the boxes. So I'll leave all the detail for Ben to go through. But again, this is just a great platform just to bring awareness about what's new and what's exciting. And true to Mickey Thompson, as I said, or as you said in the uh, initial preamble for me, we're in the traction business. And depending on the level of traction that, that you're pursuing is really gonna dictate which product that you want in our portfolio we have absolutely hit a home run with this launch, I can tell you that.
0: Excellent. The uh, Jeepers love tires because, you know, if you don't have traction, you're not going to be able to get up and over things. So that's uh, very critically important to us.
4: Agree. Absolutely.
0: So, Ben, tell us about these new tires. What's the, what's the big deal? What's different about this? Why does it make it such a big launch for you guys?
8: Well, there, there's a lot that's really different with this one. So taking you back a few years, back in 2005, Mickey Thompson actually introduced our first All-terrain hybrid type product and that's back when that type of product really wasn't a thing You know, generally you had traditional all-terrains and you had mud terrains of various levels Um, But we kind of came into the market with this this all-terrain hybrid the original ATZ And uh, really, I mean, it's kind of the best of both worlds, right? I mean, it's gonna give you the the off-road performance The road manners and the lasting tread wear of an AT But then it's gonna give you the bold looks off-road capability and durability of a mud terrain. So Um, You know, we brought that product out, it did very well, and then several years later, we replaced that with the Baja ATZP3, which we're actually kind of phasing out at this point. Um, But that product really took off really well as well. But um, from the time we launched the ATZP3 to the present state, um, several of our competitors have come out with their own versions of these these all-terrain hybrid or RT products or whatever you call them. So uh we really did a lot of homework and uh decided hey we we better step it up. Uh you know we just we just can't uh you know just give this thing some slight updates. We really we really got to step it up and make sure we uh we continue to lead in this this all-terrain hybrid space. So that's exactly what we did here with this Baja Boss AT. So
0: what is the the Boss AT going to be uh, good for? All-around tire, off-road tire? Uh give me some more specifics about it, please.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean really truly both. I mean there, there's a few different things that kind of go into a tire to make it a true all-terrain hybrid tire. Um, as an example, there's, there's tread to void ratio. Okay. So that's, that's the ratio of tread to void on the, on the treads of the tire. Well, you know, generally with a traditional all-terrain, um, you know, you may have, you know, 60% tread, 40% void. And then with a mud terrain, it may be kind of more flip-flopped, right? You may have closer to 50% tread, 50% void, or, or even less tread, right? More void. But with this all-terrain hybrid, the tread-to-void ratio, it's actually, it's it's kind of right in the middle. It's a little closer to a traditional AT, so you've got a ton of rubber touching the ground. But because there's a a far fewer tread block count than a traditional all-terrain, there's only like four tread blocks going across the face instead of five, and then there's far fewer tread blocks going around the circumference of the tire. You have these massive tread elements, and then you have these wide voids, but you still have a lot of rubber touching the ground, so great for, for handling um, for, for on-road traction and, and to kind of help keep the tire a little quieter, too. But then you also have these wider voids, too, that's going to give you that off-road traction and certainly the aggressive appearance that a lot of people desire with this type of product.
0: Now, I'm no expert on uh, mud-terrain tires but it or maximum traction tires, depending on what you want to call it. But it seems to me that in uh, the the later days or the the current days, I shouldn't say later days, that scares everybody. Uh, <laughs> that uh, in, in these days it seems like uh, MTs are kind of going the direction of ATs, and because uh, I I know whenever I first got my set of mud rains many years ago, uh, it was they were loud, they were noisy, they cupped very easily, and they stopped on slick roads. Well, they didn't. <laughs> and, and and now I'm seeing something that's a lot quieter. Uh, they still call it a, a, an MT, but it, it has more of characteristics of ATs than MTs. They still seem to perform very well off-road, uh, and, they, of course, they stop better in, in the wet. Is there a, a significant change that you guys have been going through to get away from the, the large lugs with the, the large gaps, uh, which we all can think of a, as a traditional mud terrain?
8: Yeah, I mean, there's there's been actually a lot of technology here in recent years on the Mickey end as far as both the traditional mud terrains and the all terrain hybrid type products go. With the um, with the Baja Boss MT, which is 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 100% truly a mud terrain product, right? It's it's still extremely capable off road. Uh, we have many teams that use those through uh, Ultra Four Racing, King of the Hammers, um, do all kinds of awesome stuff with those things. But um, if you look at the original, the Baja Boss MT. Um, you can see it's got a unique asymmetric tread pattern. So, with with a lot of the uh, mud terrain consumers out there, I mean, shoot, the number one mud terrain size right now is for a 20 inch wheel. And generally, I think when you think of off roading, you think more of 15s through 17s, maybe some 18s here and there. And if you got really big stuff, maybe some 20s. But um, but yeah, a lot of folks are buying the mud terrains and they're using them on the highway. So you know, while we we needed to make sure this thing is still a solid performer in the mud. Um, It's got a silica reinforced tread compound on it, which really, really helps with the wet handling, the wet braking, also the cut and chip resistance and uh, tread wear. Um, But also, too, it's got an asymmetric tread pattern on it, which is somewhat unique for a mud terrain. Um, So you got these big, chunky elements on the outside for stability on the highway. And then the inboard intermediate strip actually has twice as many elements in it as the outboard intermediate strip. So that's really going to help quiet the tire down. Um, that's going to actually kind of help smooth out the ride a little bit, too, um, and, and certainly give a unique, aggressive appearance. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of use some of that technology here for the Baja Boss AT as well. As you can tell, you know, when you look at the Baja Boss AT, it definitely has a, uh, it's an asymmetric tread pattern. So kind of the same idea. You have these big, massive elements on the outside for the stability. And then, uh, you know, twice as many elements in the inboard intermediate strip to help, again, quiet it down. Um, it's, it's really going to help with ride, and then it's it's also uh, it's going to give you additional biting edges too for off road as well. So, um, so so what you're seeing is you're is you are seeing a shift, right? We're we're making our true blue mud terrains, so they're they're still extremely capable off road, but we're making them so they're more streetable. And at the same time, the all terrain hybrid technology is going the same way as well. This new Baja Boss AT is is light years ahead of the original ATZ that we brought out back in '05. Um, from its its side buyers, its construction, um, you know the the asymmetric tread pattern, the compound, uh, winter capability. I mean, there's the sizing, there's loads, there's so much to it, and uh, it's 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 really it's really great stuff, we're really really excited to launch this thing.
0: Now, I'm pretty sure the answer to this is no, but when you say asymmetrical tread pattern, you're that doesn't uh, maybe include uh, uh, in the definition of that that the tires are directional. These aren't directional that, you know, tires. That's a great
8: point. I mean, that's that's an extreme. That's a very very common misconception with uh, asymmetric tires. You know, we've been we've been getting questions on that for years with our uh, Mickey Thompson Street Comp line. Um, it's an asymmetric tire, and, and and folks would ask, "Well, is it? You know, oh, it's directional." It's, well, it's not. It's not directional. The great thing about an asymmetric tire is basically there's an outside and inside. So when you mount that tire, so the outside's facing out, you can cross rotate it, rotate it front to back, whatever you want to do. But like I said, you're you're picking up that huge benefit of having those massive elements on the outside for stability. Um, But then you can kind of play around with the with the voids and uh, the spacing and everything on the inside for, you know, for wet performance, for all weather traction. And again, to help quiet it down a little bit, too. So um, it's it's twice as much design work, at least because you're not you're not kind of just you're flip flopping from one side to the other. There's it's almost like two different tires. So um, so it's, it's 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 pretty neat. But yes. Uh, the short answer no it is not directional All so That's good.
0: good good um so it's not that big a deal but you know like you said you have to worry about that type of thing when you're when you're rotating the tires and and you do need to do that otherwise you can get cupping if you don't have the the proper equipment or the proper sized equipment for the the weight of uh, the tire and the wheel so you mentioned that your big seller are the 20 inch uh, 20 inch tires um and, and y'all you, know, you made a good point about the 15 to 17 now i, I I can't see getting a 20-inch wheel on an off-road vehicle unless, unless you're riding like 40s or 44s or something like that because you have to have that sidewall so that you can grip rocks and things off-road. Um, do you guys do anything like uh, maybe uh, – I don't know if you guys sell directly to the public or not, but do you do anything as far as try to advise people of maybe not going with the uh, rubber band tires and actually have enough uh, side uh, sidewall so they can perform well off-road?
8: Well yeah it's, it's it's it all depends on your preference right and and certainly i mean there is there's some performance benefits to going with uh uh you know short, certainly a shorter sidewall you know if you have a shorter cord path in the tire so uh and and uh shorter aspect ratio that t- so the tire can react quicker to steering inputs if you have less sidewall so um also too you know there's folks that just run these absolute monster brakes on these vehicles so oh, yeah um you know having a little extra clearance is, is a benefit to some folks and then and then with some folks it just comes down to the, to the looks right and that's and that's a big thing with this tire is um you know it's it it, it uh <laughs> the top consumer benefit for an all-terrain hybrid product that we found is actually aggressive appearance like that's like oh, the yeah. number one thing that folks sure. are after so so it's, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's having that look that the consumer desires and some folks like the 15s, 16s, and 17s, which, um, it, you know, it kind of goes the other side too, right? So with the, with the taller sidewall, you have more flex off road, you typically have longer side biters or for, uh, for more traction and also too, you know, just, I mean, some folks like the look of a, of a taller, longer side biter. So, um, it's, it's just a matter of personal preference, but, uh. Yeah, we've we've done a lot of work with these things, both on road and off. Twenties, you know, seventeens, you know, different sizes, and they uh, they're they're pretty solid performers. Uh, depending on you know, just just depends on what your preference is. So let's talk
0: about uh, tire sizes now. I know there's some great tires out there from other companies, but they they have a limited uh, maximum tire size. Uh, what what kind of sizes can we talk about on this one? And and let's let's go with inches because I don't like all that metric crap.
8: <laughs> yeah, metric, so, so metric with the uh, chance, it's Boss, boss a, AT line, we range from 31 inches tall up to 37 inches. And uh, one of the things that we do that's, that's kind of unique for Mickey Thompson, that's that's different than uh, what the other manufacturers do, is in a handful of the popular aftermarket sizes. So as an example, I'll, I'll speak in inch terms, right? So 33, 12, 50, 17, 35, 12, 50, 17, 33, 12, 50, 18, 35, 12, 50, 18, 33, 12, 50, 20. What we do is we actually offer two options in that generic size, right? So, so an example, we'll offer a 33-1250-18 flotation size with a 118 load that's going to be great for your Jeeps, for your half tons, for your trail rigs, because the tire it's while it's still extremely durable, it's not overbuilt to handle load carrying capacity, right? But then for those those diesel trucks, you know, the big trucks that that actually need to maintain the the load carrying capacity… We'll offer a sister size to that, an LT3056018, which, again, you know, the sizing nomenclature looks a little foreign to some folks, but dimensionally, they're very comparable. And in this example, it's actually a 126 load, which is the highest load that any three quarter ton or one ton truck comes with on the market today. So what we're we're striving to do in a lot of these popular sizes is we don't want to develop a tire for a diesel truck and expect Everybody to run it, you know what I mean? Right. In these popular sizes that a lot of enthusiasts are running off-road um, or, or even on-road with their jeeps, why should they be lugging around this this overbuilt product on their on their jeep or their half-ton or their trail rig? You know, let's develop sizes with loads specifically for those those folks. So again, we, we do that in, in a number of sizes in both the Baja Boss AT and the Baja Boss MT lines. Um, just just more options for folks, right?
0: Yeah, no, that's great, and and people really appreciate those choices. It might make it more difficult for them to choose something, uh, but once they've educated themselves on it, it, it's very nice to be able to get something that really fits your needs. Speaking that's of a great, that, that's uh,
8: a great point, Tony.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I'm going to uh, make use of this opportunity to ask you a question for my personal vehicle. Uh, it's actually the Jeep Talk Show 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. Uh, just uh, took delivery of it last week. And it's got these sad, sad little bitty tires on it, and I, I have to get better tires. So if I was looking at the the Baja B- Boss MT, uh, now these are 17 inch wheels that that are on there. Now they're not wide enough, but I was going to just dis- you know get some better tires for it now and do the wheels later. Uh, what do you think would be the best size? I'm thinking 35s, uh, like 35 12 and a half by 17. Uh, would the, the Baja Boss uh, MT be a good choice for the uh, Jeep uh, Gladiator?
8: Oh well, that's a that's a there's a <laughs> it's a loaded question. There's there's a lot of, of different things to ask there. Um, you know, if you're going for undisputed off-road traction, which again Dominic referred to traction, that's that's huge for Mickey Thompson. Um, you, you can't beat the Baja Boss or even the Baja Boss X if you wanna if you if you really want the the best as far as traction goes. That's the competition compound version of the Baja Boss. Um, and and yeah, I mean, we offer the Baja Boss um, MT in 33 sizes currently, uh, including the popular 35s, 37s, and 40s. Um, but we we did some things with this Baja Boss AT during development that would absolutely blow your mind. I mean, it this tire is extremely capable off road um, for for what most folks are going to encounter. The Baja Boss AT is going to give you everything you need, plus more mileage, plus a quieter ride. Um, you know, it, and and the additional all weather performance as well. So um, if you're if you're dead set on going with a mud terrain, because maybe you want the look, or maybe again you want that undisputed off road traction, Baja Boss MT is is an excellent tire. Um, but but the Baja Boss AT, I mean, it's it's just it's extremely capable. And and what you're saying there, I mean, with a Gladiator, I mean, you know, two inch lift with some thirty fives, I mean, it, you know, that's that's a that's a great vehicle to. I mean, you can daily drive that thing. You can you can take it out on the weekends and have some fun with it. And uh, the Baja Boss AT, it doesn't matter if you're if you're driving through the snow and ice, or if you're if you're uh, if you're cruising through the desert, or, or or going through the mud or rock. I mean, it's it's gonna get you there. So uh, and get you home. So. Um yeah i mean it's just it's it's kind of a matter of preference really
0: well you know maybe uh, maybe i have a misconception about something because uh, i don't do uh, uh mud in my vehicle i haven't done anything the gladiator yet because it's just brand spanking new but
8: oh absolutely yeah. but
0: the the my uh, the, the thing i have in my head is is that uh the mts are good for not only uh mud but also rocks because it gives you that additional grip with the lugs so to absolutely. me that's the reason why I personally am thinking MTs is because it won't matter if I'm doing mud or rocks. And from years ago, doing all the cleanup and having uh, mud falling off the, the truck from you know weeks prior, I, I'm not going to be doing too much mud, especially if you don't like the cleanup. So yeah. uh, is, is is that a correct assumption? I mean, should I be putting ATs on the the Gladiator instead?
8: Firstly, I, I, in my personal preference, if you are going to be putting some street miles on this thing, um, I would absolutely go with the, the Baja Boss AT. It's, like I said, it's going to be quieter. Um, it's going to provide you longer life, better all-weather capability. Um, but it is. I mean, it's great in the rock or, or, or the mud. I mean, it's it's a great tire. Now, um, you go to the, the the far end of the spectrum, you look at these folks that are running Ultra 4 for these, these 13-hour uh, races, uh, you know, for them, yeah, it's a no-brainer, the Baja Boss or the sure. Baja Boss X, right? And uh, there's just, I mean, there really is. There's so many consumers out there that it doesn't matter if, if if the AT is quieter and lasts longer and is better in the all-weather conditions. They just want a mud terrain, right? They, they just got to have one. And that's where, that's where the Baja Boss MT is so great because compared to the other mud terrains out there, I mean, it's 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 again, it's it's going to provide you great on and off road performance, and it is relatively quiet. But it's still a mud terrain. You just got to keep that in mind, right? It's 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 not going to last you quite as long as the AT. It's going to be louder, uh, but still, relatively speaking, for a mud, yeah. If you want a mud, it's it's a great tire.
0: Damn it, Ben! Jeeps are meant to be bright colors and loud, so people can see yep. you coming and and know and know <laughs> where you are. We went by the color. Now, let me ask you this: the um, I mean, I don't want to pin you down on exact mileage or anything because it varies depending on uh, the mechanical uh, setup of the vehicle, if you know if it's being maintained properly and how people drive, how fast they take corners. But what kind of mileage should you expect? What's the mileage difference that you would see between the a t and the Mt? And you said you mentioned yeah. soft compound. Let's stay away from those because I think the soft compound are for the hardcore people, and they're used to getting ten thousand miles out of a tire.
8: <laughs> right yeah well the, the 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 baja boss at we actually have a fifty thousand mile treadle warranty on that tire and uh that's that's going to be extremely achievable again like you said like as long as you're running the right pressure you're rotating the tires you're keeping all your suspension and steering components in, in great working order yep. uh alignment um i, I anticipate folks are going to get far more miles than that out of those tires um uh, but due to the nature of the baja boss uh <laughs> you know just just the way that folks might use them um We we didn't put a mileage warranty on that product, and I unfortunately I can't uh, I can't say what.
0: (laughs) I… No, of course not. He said on that on that podcast that I would get you know (laughs) thirty five thousand miles out of it, and I got twelve. You know, yeah. No, I understand. I understand that that's a that's a loaded question. So,
8: uh, but I will tell you though. I mean, it's it that and that's one of those things. You know, it's a silica is kind of a popular buzzword, I guess, when when folks are talking about tires, especially tire nerds like myself. But, um. That's that's a rarity when it comes to mud terrain tires. Is is to see silica usage in the tread cap stock, and the Baja Boss MT has it, uh, as well as the as the um, Baja MT ZP3 as well. But again, that, that's really that's going to help you with that that wet handling, that wet braking, uh, where that these tires just blow the competition away. And then uh, also too, it is it is going to help you with the tread life and the uh, the cut and chip durability as well. So. Um, you know, you just got to when you're talking about mud terrains, all-terrain hybrids, you just got to kind of speak relative to comparable tires. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I can't, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't say anything as far as mileage goes on the boss. But there are folks getting a lot of life out of these things already. So, Do you, do
0: you think we made Dominic uh, nervous whenever I asked you about the mileage on the MTS? Was Dominic waiting well, for him, to, him you-
8: to jump in and throw a number out there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble way before Ben will. Uh. <laughs>
0: And I did want to mention, uh, Ben, that when you talk about these new tires, I, I, I sense pride in in what you know what you're saying. Like this is this is a baby that you birthed, and you're really proud of this this new tire.
8: Oh my gosh! I mean, it's it's a baby that the whole organization's birthed, and I mean we've we've worked with ambassadors, with customers, with uh, just countless folks on this thing to to get this thing right. You know, using years of feedback on the ATZ P3 and even the original ATZ, and then even feedback on the boss as well, right? Cause, cause we've used some of that technology in this tire. So, uh, yeah, we're, we, we, <laughs> we, as an organization are taking a ter- tremendous amount of, of pride in this thing. It goes, I mean, it's, it's the folks at the factory making these things down in Arkansas. Um, it's, it's, it's the engineers, the carcass engineers, the compounders. I mean, everybody, this is everybody's baby right here. So we're, we're really excited to see this thing shine and it's, uh, She's really taken off already. I'm just, I'm really excited to see these things popping up on the roads and the trails, uh, you know, as I'm out and about. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 pretty awesome. It's very exciting.
0: Well, it sounds very exciting. Now, uh, I would assume that the these tires are going to be available wherever you would normally find Mickey Thompson tires. I mean, if if you have uh, uh, some, uh, I don't know, discount tire, wherever the places are that you you normally deal with, throw that out there for the folks so they'll know where to go. Uh, pester them about.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if you just go online and just search out the Baja Boss AT, you'll see all the national or regional retailers that you typically would shop at all will have access. And currently, you know, we're filling the pipeline as fast as we possibly can, Tony. Obviously, we would have never anticipated uh, this size of a response so quickly. I'll give you just a quick percent because I can't get into really any numbers, but we anticipated uh, selling, we'll call it uh, unit volume X. Uh, for the balance of the year. We've hit that 60% of that dream number in 30 days. <laughs> that's great. <laughs>
0: so that that's other another thing. I'm hearing a lot of uh, complaints on Facebook about uh, supply chain. Uh, it, may even, it may even be on the news. I don't know. I don't watch the news. Too, many, too much bad news. Uh, so this is not a, a problem you guys are having. You're actually able to get this product out to the people.
4: Yeah, well I'll say the the problem we have uh, is a great problem, which is just demand that we would have never, you know, necessarily envisioned for a standard product launch. But yeah, absolutely. Supply is is certainly an obstacle for everyone in the industry. We like to think that just because we're we're limited in terms of we only build purpose built tires and we don't feed OE and we don't feed all those other things that be that can become distractions for other organizations. So, because of our limited and niche focus, we like to think that we can bat at a higher percent than the competition, and I think this launch continues to amplify that.
0: That's great. Well, it it all sounds like great news, and it sounds like the the uh, the the folks are really receiving this tire well. Of course, everybody knows Mickey Thompson tires. Uh, you guys also do uh, uh, wheels, and uh, so uh, you know when you think of tires and, uh, and wheels, certainly Mickey Thompson is at the top of the list. So. Uh, it's it's great that you guys aren't uh, resting on on your laurels. You're actually coming out with new stuff, new innovative things. So I know from the from a Jeep owner standpoint, we really appreciate that.
4: No, absolutely. Well, uh-huh. no, really, it's it's our privilege and our honor to continue to to push the boundaries of what's possible. And and you know, I know that we're not supposed to really talk much about this, but I always love to tell the story: the Baja Pro X, or we call it the Benny X internal was really uh, about three gallons of Mountain Dew and 10 pounds of black clay (laughs) on top of a drag racing slick is how that tire came to fruition. So we're willing to try anything uh, almost three times before we uh, say no.
0: Oh gee, I got an off-color joke that I'll uh, leave that alone with. So I will. I'm going to direct you guys to uh, you know what the kids love. They love that social media these days. Is there is there a way that people can uh, follow you guys? Maybe uh, uh, follow the company that is. See the, some tires. Maybe see some off-road stuff. Uh, on the uh, the Facebook, the Instagram, you know, all that stuff. Those, But anything but Pinterest. I don't want to hear about Pinterest.
4: <laughs> uh, we get the two wrong individuals to talk about Pinterest on here. Good. Um, however, yeah, just all, all the standard Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, our website, Tires.com, all the information, all the all the spec sheets, everything that you would need to know or, or would uh, care to ask. And also, uh, we actually have a tech staff that uh, you can call in to our company and just really ask questions about just fitments and, and inflation pressure and all those other things that we can give guidance, uh, according to, uh, to the industry. So, you know, we're a grassroots industry, Tony, um, we attend over 140 events a year. Uh, we don't third party that we do that all internal and everybody's fully engaged from the dock door to the front door. So this is what we do. We bleed it and we're really proud of what we do and all the folks uh, that we do it for.
0: I was happy to hear uh, Ben say that you make the tires in Arkansas. That's nice, keeping uh, Americans uh, employed and uh, good old American know-how and uh, putting on our uh, mostly American vehicles.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tony, we've been American-owned since 1963. 100% of our light truck products are built in the United States.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for making time for the Jeep Talk Show and our listeners always love bringing uh, new products to the uh, listeners that they wouldn't uh, possibly uh, otherwise know about. So, uh, again, thank you very much for making time for us today.
4: Our our privilege. Thank you. Thank you, Tony.
3: So, big thanks to both Dominic and Ben for coming on the show talking about Mickey Thompson. And that company's been around a long time, and I forgot just how involved they are in the off-road industry. I mean, you think about Mickey Thompson and... Probably a lot of you, well, your mind is going to go to the racetrack and stuff like that, but to hear how much they're, they're involved in the off-road world, uh, it's really great. And that's that's a big name that's been around a long time. Big shout-out to Mickey Thompson. Thanks for coming on to the show. You got tech questions? Ah, uh, what do I ever?
1: We have answers. Oh, that's good, I, I,
3: I, It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Well, if you're familiar to wrenching on vehicles, then chances are by now you've developed or discovered at least a few little tricks or, you know, things like that here and there that will help make things go a little easier. Whether it's a tool purchase or just a technique that you pick up, having more things to turn to in your toolbox, as it were, is is always a good thing. So here's a quick tip that will help you keep from fumbling those fasteners in a tight place. If you've ever run into a situation where you need to thread a nut or a bolt onto or onto something, into or onto something in a tight place... Or with little to no access with your hand, getting things started with your fingers may not be an option. Being able to secure a nut or a bolt to a wrench or inside of a socket can get you working where your fingers can't. But what if you have a nut that needs to be threaded onto a long stutter bolt? A deep socket is needed here, but the nut just falls to the bottom of the socket. It won't if you have the socket stuffed with tissue paper. A little TP in the socket cavity will help keep that nut from falling down, but will give way and compress as the threads protrude through the nut. Let's say all you need to do is hold that nut in place while you thread the shoulder bolt through a hole, but you can't see or access the area where the nut is going and there isn't enough clearance for a socket. Well, using some painter's tape, electrical tape, or, uh, you know, even my personal favorite and go-to tape for many things is Gorilla Tape. It's like duct tape on steroids, and it's the perfect tape for working around grit and grime. Place a small piece of tape to the broadside face of the wrench that you're using so it spans across the opening. Now place your nut in the pocket that you've just created. The head of the nut will adhere to the tape and stay in place no matter the angle or pitch of the wrench. As the nut gets threaded, the tape will stretch, be pushed out of the way, or will release from the wrench altogether, allowing full protrusion of the bolt. A small ball of tape in the bottom of a regular socket can keep a hold of the face of the nut or head of the bolt enough to feed it down vertically through a hole without dropping it. May take a couple of tries before you figure out the proper amount of tape or you know the kind of tape and what and which kind and all that sort of stuff and which is easiest to work with for your needs but in the end you're gonna have a nice handy trick and it will work every time
0: well it's pretty cool and uh <laughs> it's so funny uh frustration is the mother of invention because I think we've all been there where we're trying to do something like that and go, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way to do this.
3: Oh my God, I'm getting so tired. I'm just going to light this thing on fire. <laughs> you may have heard the, uh, the, the trick of using some paper or a paper towel even uh, to wedge yep. in between. Yep. The, the, the thing I don't like about that is oftentimes you're going to end up pulling the, uh, your extension out of the socket, leaving the socket in the frame rail. Um, you, it, it, it creates too much of a bite. Uh, and, and sometimes that can be a bad thing, depending on the socket that you have or the wrench that you're using. Um, and it, it could end up biting you in the butt, as it were, uh, and and you could end up losing that 10 millimeter. Nobody likes a lost
0: 10 No, millimeter. no, no. Somebody needs to come out with a like a, a vat of 10 millimeter sockets, so mixed links, yeah. you know? I think I've seen that meme before. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then, uh, like, you put a, uh, put a date on there, like the, the date that you got right. it and, and the date yeah. that it was empty.
3: Well, this bandolier of 10 millimeters only lasted me a year. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good fun. stuff. <laughs> well, if you have anything to add or maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message.
0: Alexa, ask the Jeep Talk Show to play the latest episode.
7: Welcome. You can listen to all the episodes of Jeep Talk Show. A Jeep podcast, including new episodes as they are released. For now, you'll start with the most recent episode, but you can change by skipping forward or backward. You can even say how many episodes you'd like to skip.
6: Hey, what's going on, Jeep Talk Show? This is Gary with Dixie Overlands. Uh, just wanted to leave you guys another voicemail. Uh, that way, I can make it at least a, I think, three show streak in a row. I uh, just wanted to uh, say congratulations on the uh, Jeep Gladiator taking delivery of it, and I've uh, been keeping up with it on Instagram. It looks fantastic, especially with the decals on it. Whoever did the decals did a really, really good job. I also wanted to answer a uh, question that I think Josh had. That I had uh, professional voice training, or I had been in something to do with the industry, whether it be radio, voiceovers, or whatnot, Uh, that is actually not true. I have never done anything like that at all, never had any kind of training, so... This is my natural voice. Uh I guess I was blessed with it. Uh the problem is I don't really know what to do with it except for leave voicemails on the G Talk Show, which isn't a bad thing. Just uh it'd be kinda cool. It could lead to something else. Um, as far as the uh gladiator goes, Sony, just to give, give you a little tip. Uh if I'm gonna call it I guess my weekly gladiator tip for you that uh, Tuffy actually makes a inside-the-console storage, lockable storage compartment, uh, where you can put things uh, that, you know, uh, you consider valuable or that you don't want to get stolen or that you don't want to fall into the wrong hands, if you know what I mean. Uh, this is something that I am going to install on my Gladiator uh, very, very soon and hopefully make a, a YouTube video about it when I do. Anyway, uh, I also wanted to make mention, too, that I am no longer a rat bastard. I did subscribe to the show and I'm glad to have done so. So anyway, um awesome. Uh you know, can't uh can't wait to hear more episodes and uh we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one.
0: That was a, a two uh-huh. ring ring a bell uh voicemail and then it, I it, and I don't know if it's this is true for everybody but three times and it it gets uh, starts hurting. It's so <laughs> it just you can't do it three times. But anyway, I got some bad news for you, uh, Gary. I'm, uh, I didn't mention it because I didn't want to go on and on and on about the Gladiator this week like we did last week, but uh, another vendor has uh, approved uh, the being on the, uh, or has decided to be part of the Jeep talk show uh, Gladiator build, and it's going to be Tuffy, and it's going to be the security console, uh, or not the, oh. not the whole console, but the insert for the console. Yeah. So uh, not only am I going to be getting one of those to go in the Gladiator, I'm going to be doing a YouTube video on how to install one because I told cool. him that I would. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, sir. Please, they're helping and could you include one of those toughy uh, security things. And I'll make a video about it. So you guys, uh, hopefully, um, you know, I'm 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 kind of good about getting stuff installed. I'm kind of bad about taking the time to video it because it's so slow. Just
3: set up the
0: tripod. I know, but it's so slow to make a good video. It's just so slow, and then you got to edit it. But anyway, I'll be doing one of those. Editing. It looks really like good. a very simple installation, and wow, what a great addition to having some lockable security. Uh, in a Jeep or any vehicle that you have uh, that uh, Tuffy makes uh, products for, which I think is a wide range. Of course, the only ones I ever look at is Jeeps. So there you go. Are
2: you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama.
9: Hey, guys. Being in the garage seven days a week, eight to 12 hours a day can sure get you an education. Compared to six or seven years ago, I would have to say I have moved up a lot in my technical knowledge of the mechanics of Jeeps. Tony, I know now that the Henway needs those hind brackets on the frame. (laughs) That was probably one of my most favorite Jeep talk show podcast moments. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Definitely a blonde moment for me. But the best part is I have had several Jeep guys fall for that joke. Oh, excellent. Well, after seeing Jeep after Jeep come into the shop. I have gotten an in-depth look at Jeep suspension issues. My Jeep has experienced several of these issues as well. Now, anytime you add a lift or bigger tires to your Jeep, expect to see some of these suspension fails down the road. There are some that are odd ducks, but there are some very common ones. So here are my top five Jeep suspension fails. Now, these aren't in any order, but all five are very common when you go bigger. Now, bigger may be better, but bigger drains your bank account. First, you have your ball joints. I went from a stock Rubicon to a 3.5-inch lift and 37 or 35-inch tires. My, my ball joints were the first to go. I ended up replacing mine right before my big adventure in 2019. Now, many experienced Jeep mechanics told me to replace them with the OEM ball joints, but of course, I had to go aftermarket. That was a mistake. It took just over 500 miles to get them to seat. That was some intense driving. Next, the wheel bearings. I replaced mine a couple of months ago. Then you have bad geometry from adding a lift and steering. The inner tie rods can also go bad. And number five, your control arms, especially on the JKs and JKUs if you wheel. Those control arms are low hung. And you will most likely at some point come down hard on them, which can alter them. Now, how do you know which issues could be yours? There are several tricks you can use. An alignment is a good way to detect bad geometry. Visually inspecting is another good way to look for issues like scrapes, dings, shiny metal. Those could be indicators that you have a problem. And check your tires for wear. Another way is inspecting the movement of your tires. Now, what you're going to need to do is make sure you unload the Jeep suspension. That means getting your Jeep up on jacks so your front tires can freely move. Now, by moving your tires in different directions will give you an idea of which issue it may be. Putting a big pry bar under the bottom of your tire and moving it up and down, that could be the ball joints, bad ball joints. Taking one hand at the 12 o'clock position and the other hand at the 6 p.m. position on your tire and moving it back and forth, feeling for movement and play. If you have movement, that usually means wheel bearings. The 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. position doing the same thing would most likely be bad inner tie rod ends. Do your due diligence, though. Research. It may not always be a bad tie rod end. Look closely at that tie rod movement. It could also be your steering knuckle, just like mine. The hole got wallowed out, so I had to replace my steering knuckle. Again, be careful when you replace yours. Those aftermarket ones could require a certain size lift and certain upgraded steering. Neil and I did a video showing you visually how to inspect your Jeep suspension. You can even see the movement in my inner tie rod end where the knuckle went bad. Head over to my YouTube channel. Just search Jeep Mama. The video is titled Top 5 Jeep Suspension Fails. Not sure what did it. Could have been a bad wheel bearing left on too long, which created horrible wear on my tires. Not sure, but I bet Josh might have some suggestions too. Oh, while you're on YouTube, please subscribe to my channel. I just hit 8,000 subscribers. My goal is to hit 10,000 by the end of this year. And next week on Jeep Life, I'm going to share with you my upcoming trip this weekend where we head to Moab.
0: Josh, do you remember the, the steering uh, issue that I had with the, uh, the, the XJ uh, whenever I, I put the drop Pitman arm on, on there?
3: Oh, it's ringing a bell, but I don't remember the specifics of it.
0: It was so strange. Brand new drop Pitman arm. Put it on there. It's not that difficult to do. I uh, think actually getting the the torque up to 180 pounds or whatever it is that was the more difficult thing to do. And uh, uh, once I got it on there, it was like it was like driving a boat. Uh, you there was probably a good quarter of the steering wheel of uh, no response while I was steering. I mean, it was
9: horrible.
0: Wow. I could drive it, but it was it was not fun to, to drive.
3: Yeah, a big dead spot is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So uh, researching it uh, to try to figure out what it was, uh, tie rod. No, there was because I don't have any of that stuff on there. Uh, I, that's one of the reasons why I never did that that type of uh, uh, steering setup.
3: Well, it was, you'll have tie rods. I mean, those are you can't get away from those. Yeah, and but they, I thought
0: the the tie rod roll only occurs whenever you start doing the uh, one ton steering and you get the uh, the tie rod up high and it, it has a tendency to roll whenever you're. Uh, Whatever you're shearing and you have that dead spot um, The factory doesn't so I, I stayed with a, just a factory configuration Anyway, uh, I found that the uh, Pittman arm was not tight Even though the nut was all the way up The the pitman arm still had room it had a, a, a bit of a gap you couldn't see it but there was a bit of a gap between the nut all the way up on the threads and the pitman arm so i couldn't the pitman arm wasn't tight on the shaft it wasn't going anywhere it was staying on there but right. it allowed it to kind of float a little bit and you know it doesn't take much uh much movement at all to cause issues with uh,
3: steering yeah. and dead spots so i ordered so a-, a 32nd of an inch gap in that created you know a 10 percent dead spot in your steering uh, radius yeah, I, yeah that's yeah, that can create, I mean, so, and again, you say you can't really see the gap, but you know it's there. Not it, just looking at
0: it. You have to inspect it like you would a tie rod problem because you, yeah. look, you look for those movements. And yep. I couldn't understand how that could be that way. So I, I ordered another uh, drop pitman arm uh, from somebody else and put it on there, exact same problem. So at this point, I'd be looking at just replacing uh, either that shaft or the whole steering box. And I hit upon the idea I need a big ass washer, a nice thick, big washer to go on there. And I contacted uh, one of the, the Jeep's uh, Jeep manufacturers or uh, Jeep part manufacturers, bumper manufacturer that we had dealt with, and they were able to machine me a large uh, and thick washer. And I wanted it to be heavy duty. Uh, that's why I wanted to have it. I didn't want to just put washers under there from you know Ace Hardware or something. Right. And it's still on there, and it worked out perfectly. It it removed all that slop. And yeah, so it, you just never know. You never know what you're going to find. Don't put up with bad, uh, a, a bad uh, steering system uh, simply because it's too much work to figure
3: it out. I don't remember you talking about that fix and having a, a custom washer specifically machined for you uh, for this problem. I wonder uh, if
0: it was before the show. It may have been before the show.
3: Uh, interesting.
0: Probably interesting. probably back on XJTalk.com, there's, um, there's a, a, a very heated there's probably post a about post it. it.
3: He yeah. back in 1999. I, I bet you. It's that thing that's <laughs> wandering all over the place. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be done. Well, yeah. So, with Tammy's issue with the uh, the walled-out knuckle, I mean, yeah, obviously, if you let other issues go, like a wheel bearing or a tie yeah. rod or a, a ball joint or something like that, and you suddenly get movement in the steering system in the geometry that's not supposed to be there those vibrations over time can cause issues I mean metal is is not diamond I mean it, it can go away it can get you know moved and manipulated and shaved away and all that other stuff and and so uh, I mean it's just mild steel at the end of the day so um, yeah it's it, it, it does happen that's why you know you regular inspections we always you know preach on on visual inspections and regularly inspecting the jeep I mean, geez, every time you change the oil, if nothing else, get in the driveway, jack up one fr- front corner at a time, and do that inspection. Three axes, you know, the pry bar underneath, check the ball joint, nine o'clock and and three o'clock to to check your uh, uh, check your wheel bearings, and and then you know three or twelve and six uh, to check those uh, uh, check the ball joints. So I mean. Or to check the tie rods, rather. So yeah, I mean, it's there's there's a lot of stuff on there um, that you need to be looking at, and that if you don't pay attention to, and there are uh, there are some underlying issues, it can cause bigger problems down the road. Yep, yep. Uh, don't uh,
0: <laughs> don't be two miles into an off road adventure, and uh, you went down a sixty degree incline to get to where you are, only to have a uh, find a problem and have to get towed out of there. Right.
3: <laughs> the first run. <laughs> So how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with your own? We're always looking for Jeep stories. So contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You must have needed this every day. I need
5: it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your
3: Jeep. Well, heads up, JK owners. Are you about ready to just cut off that sagging, worthless net sack on the side of your door? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I said net sack. God. It was a once-a-functional mesh pocket, but likely by now yours has more droop in it than a 30-year-old XJ leaf spring. Ditch the sag and get something that's uh, not only practical but virtually limitless in the possibilities it affords you, whether it's mounting a firearm, a knife or a hatchet, comms, mole pouches for storage, a flashlight or fire extinguisher mounts, or even a tactical cup holder. The vers- versatility of these panels gives you unlimited options for storage or organization. What we're talking about here is the New Holland Overland LLC Company's JK Front Door Mole panel. They're $120 for a pair, but what that gets you is something that is unparalleled anywhere else in the market. Uh, that you get really good steel or aluminum construction, rather uh, a, a five point mounting system that is virtually permanent and the rugged ability of a full MOLLE system that, uh, well, it affords you virtually any sort of configuration that you can come up with. So whether you need to stash something like a Maglite or whether it's the MOLLE pouch for a first aid kit or something like that on the door, you can not only get that, but you also get the storage behind it as well. It looks really cool. And come on, you get the bragging rights as well. What do you think of this, Tony? Is this, uh, if, if there was something like they made like this for the XJ or even, uh, uh, for the Gladiator, would that be something you'd hop on? So the problem
0: I see with this for the Gladiator is you have to screw this thing into it. <laughs> I'm not putting any holes in the Gladiator.
3: <laughs> uh, something like this, maybe not ideal for a Gladiator. Uh, something a brand new vehicle that still has a warranty on it. Uh, the you know. To, they may come back to you. Well, you, you drilled holes in the in the Are in the you insane? Panel, so we're not going to warranty your transmission anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so, obviously, yeah, this made your
0: rear end go out. Uh, of <laughs> but so, uh, no, I, mean, I uh, like the but, idea of the. The, I like the idea too. What do you call it's it? Molly? Molly? Molly. Molly? So I like the, the idea of these moldy panels. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I'd be concerned about is uh, removing the hair from my leg. Uh, as it scrapes on the <laughs> <laughs> the slots, <laughs> but uh, according to Chris at uh, sevenslats.com, dot he says that uh, this on his uh, JK and he was the one that uh, pr- provided us this this uh, this story this uh, this item. Yes, uh, he
3: was actually so excited about this, he submitted uh, uh, this uh, three times to the twenty twenty seven
0: times, yeah, nine times times three. So uh, the, uh, he says that's not an issue. There's plenty of room between uh, the stuff, uh, oh. the, the panel, and I would assume the stuff you hang on it uh, and uh, his leg. Because I don't know about you, Josh, I don't like stuff rubbing on me uh, as I'm, especially on a long trip. Uh, I've, I've noticed that even the uh, the strap, because it's, it's pretty good size on the Gladiator because they've got all that wiring in there for the uh, uh, the windows and the locks, all the power windows and locks. And, uh, that just, that, that strap sticks out and I have to kind of shift my leg over a little bit. Otherwise it it rubs on my leg. And, uh, so this may not be an issue for, for people. I just kind of like being comfortable and unencumbered whenever I'm, uh, when I'm driving. Just don't look down in the, no, uh, the gladiator if you pull up. Same
3: way. I, I, a long time ago, I had one of those uh, lanyards because it was all the craze. Everybody had a lanyard on their keychain, right? right? And uh, and you know it would dangle down and it would tickle my leg or tickle my knee. And I just, no, There was it lasted all of about three days and then, yeah, that's gone. All you have but to do
0: is find a spider in your vehicle just once just before once. you get rid of the, yeah. l- the lanyard. <laughs> Is that a spider? There's a spider. It's on my leg.
3: <laughs> oh, that's not some random leg hair moving. That is a tarantula crawling up my calf. Nice. <laughs> We're not men. We're afraid of spiders.
0: <laughs> yep, looks like a great option. And, uh, you know, in a Jeep, you have limited storage anyway. So any place that you can hang something off your Jeep to get uh, some good storage, I think, is a, is a good thing.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, big thanks again to Chris uh, from 7slats.com uh, for suggesting this, and if you're uh, looking for something else to uh, read about Jeeps, well, it's a great blog about Jeeps and, uh, and other things as well. Go over to 7slats.com check it out right now.
0: There you go. You can en- enjoy my sticker. Oh, yeah. That's the one you were oh, talking yeah. about, right?
3: Uh, just the, the light caught it just right uh, earlier, and it, it, it gave me a little... Uh, Reflection. I was like, "Wait a minute, that looks like a different uh, Jeep Talk Show sticker than I'm used to."
0: Every once in a while, sticker mule, and I, th- I think especially so because of the COVID thing. They'll send out a special where you get like uh, something that would normally cost eighty bucks worth of stickers. They'll uh-huh. they'll sell it to you for twenty bucks, and uh, that was th- these stickers were one of those one of those deals. So I got nice. like fifty of them for twenty bucks, or
3: sixty or something. Chrome like that. instead of white for the back or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: these are actually. um they're uh, holograph, hologram. So, oh, okay. So you can see the, the rainbow colors uh, in, the, in the sticker. You can't really see Absolutely. it when I hold it up to the camera. This looks like uh, you know, kind of a gray.
3: No, actually, uh, so I sent you, you took, a, you took a drink out of your cup earlier and the light caught it just right. And I was like, wait a minute.
7: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Not a, just any regular JTS sticker. Special edition. Uh-huh. Hey, speaking of which, there's uh, still some special edition stickers left at South Fork uh, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram.
0: I believe they're going to be handing those things out uh, on Bolivar uh, for Go Topless Day, the remaining of them, because uh, Deadpool, oh, okay. Deadpool told me he's been uh, really handing those things out with everybody that, uh, uh, <laughs> everybody he's dealing with. And I said, uh, How many people go, What is this? Who are, who are these people? He says, About 70%. Yeah. <laughs> <All of them. laughs> but, but that means 30% aren't. <laughs> So anyway, great, uh, great help. uh with the, that, the the people at South Fork, uh helping uh, promote the show. Uh, but he said uh, Chris was like keeping half of them uh, out. Yeah, oh, so he wanted to hand them out uh, at uh, at, the, at the 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 Go Topless Day, which is just wonderful to hear. He probably uh, he probably forgot about it, and, and I just reminded him. He's like, oh shit, I was supposed to do that. I put those in the back. Yeah. <laughs> So I, uh, I had reports uh, earlier of, uh, I didn't see it initially, but there was reports of a spammer in our Zoom uh, room, and they were like, uh, Tony, kick him! Tony, kick him! <laughs> emergency! Zoom room <laughs> emergency! I was like, how do you have a Zoom room
3: emergency? Everybody's remote. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's uh, it's happened over the years, every so often when we uh, exercise uh, something different uh, than just releasing the show as an audio only and, and get uh, some other involvement I can't remember what it was that we were trying. I can't remember if it was a Google Hangouts or or something like that. There was another another time when we had uh you know we were we had other people in the show while we were doing it live and and the same sort of thing would happen uh, and and we'd have Maybe it was the YouTube and and during the chat uh during the YouTube when we were doing the YouTube live. Well, you remember and, the uh, call-in show
0: that Tammy and I were doing where we would li- literally take calls from people and bring them on uh, into the 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 audio chain of the show and and we were doing live audio I mean live uh, video at the same time the call-in show
3: though but uh that was probably
0: I, I never well, we joined had, in line We had some and- we had some crank calls and it they were fun they were a lot of fun we actually had some crank calls and they were you know a bit rowdy and I just played along and they got uh, they, oh, well, I'm, I got to go I got to go <laughs> 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 this is not the, this isn't the reaction the, yeah, I was hoping. Yeah, I was hoping just to go, oh my God, you're horrible, and hang up, and say, no, I'll talk to you all night. <laughs> I'm just as sick and twisted as you are. Smart-ass training.
3: <laughs> Years of
0: smart-ass training.
3: <laughs> well, tonight's topic that we're going to be talking about around the campfire is, uh, well, less uh, weird topics like that. It's uh, more about wheeling, and kind of talking. A little bit of a debate over a shorter wheelbase or a longer wheelbase, and which is better for wheeling? And we're going to basically find out who likes them short and who likes it long and (laughs) wide. So, uh, (laughs) anyways, what we're doing here is this is the Camp Fireside Chat portion of the show. Uh, We open this up to, well, you the listener. Uh, And if you're new to the show, you can join in on this. You don't have to be a VIP or a paid subscriber, anything like that. Uh, we just open this up to uh, to anybody who wants to come around the campfire and uh, and chime in about whatever topic that we're going to be talking about. And it's a different topic each and every week. Uh, so there's a chance that uh, next week we'll have something that uh, that you'll like and that you'll uh, that will excite you, that you'll want to join in on. And you can find out what's coming up in advance uh, by signing up with our newsletter. We'll talk about how you can join in on the campfire, how to sign up for the newsletter, all that sort of stuff here in just a little bit. But first, we've got a little big. L- of, uh, of, people around the campfire tonight. So we're going to try and go through these, uh, pretty quick and, and, get, so we can get to everybody, uh, tonight. So, uh, first up on our list tonight, we've got Christopher Roach, uh, who's going to be, uh, chiming in about, uh, what is better, a short wheel base or a long wheel base for off-road use? Uh, I'm going to say it depends on what you're doing.
10: If you're going to be at Moab going up pretty steep hills and going up inclines and things like that where v-notches are pretty uh wide and things it's it's pretty good to have a long wheelbase um because shorter wheelbase will tip over a lot easier and if you have where you're doing rock crawling or anything like that the short wheelbase is better because your approach angles and things like that on your are uh, a lot shorter so you don't have to worry about hanging up on rocks or whatnot. So it, it all depends
3: on what you're doing. Absolutely right. Christopher, that's a good answer. That's kind of why I phrased this question the way that I did. And cause I, I wanted to leave it open-ended. I didn't want to say, you know, what's better for, you know, wheeling in the rocks or what's better for wheeling in the sand, you know, whatever. Everybody's got different kind of terrain and different kind of terrain, uh, leads to a different kind of performance with different, uh, uh, different wheelbases. Uh, Gary Dixie Dixie Overland we heard him uh, on our voicemails here the last couple few shows we've got him here in the zoom room tonight Gary what do you think is better for wheeling a short wheelbase or a long wheelbase uh, well I've only actually ever wheeled uh, with
10: longer wheelbases I've got a uh, an LJ and uh, I've got a gladiator so I've only really known those sort of lengths of a vehicle but um, I would actually say that, you know, again, it does depend, but I've never really had trouble wheeling with my longer wheelbase. I think it adds a little bit more stability. And I think, you know, as far as, uh you know, increasing, I think where your center of gravity can be, it eliminates a little bit of that uh, pucker factor uh, when you start to go up hills and start to get a little bit tippy.
3: Yeah, just like Christopher was mentioning, uh, those steep uh, hill climbs or big V-notches, stuff like that, uh, having Mm -hmm. a little bit longer of a wheelbase definitely affords you a little bit more stability.
0: Oh, real quick quick before we move on, uh, Gary would like to tell us about his uh, YouTube channel.
3: Oh, Gary's got a YouTube channel. Gary, uh, go ahead and give it a plug. I do. Yeah. Uh, thanks guys.
10: Uh, yeah. If you go out to uh, youtube.com slash Dixie Overland, you can see uh, my wife and I, uh, when we purchased our Gladiator, uh, did it for the purpose of overlanding, camping, uh, adventuring and things like that. Uh, we're still in the process of doing uh, a, a lot of that, you know, with, uh, with COVID restrictions lifting and, you know, having some places to go. Uh we're still filming adventures and uh you know basically showing the build of the gladiator from start to finish. But again, it's youtube.com slash Dixie Overland. So uh if you don't mind, go check us out and
3: hopefully give us a subscription. Very good, Gary. Thank you for that. Uh I guess this is I'm gonna pronounce this Ian's phone, Ian's phone. Uh Hey, what's are.
10: up? <laughs> hey man. Uh, I would have to say I'm more of um I've mainly had like shorter wheelbases. Um, it's like, uh, I, I learned to drive in a Jeep XJ, which, uh, overall handled great whenever we had to do any, um, you know, any type of, you know, trailing on the property or whatever. Um, not to mention, you know, steering ability is going to be, you know, much shorter than a, a longer wheelbase. Um, and, Right now, I've got the the Jeep um, WK and I I think that as far as uh, wheelbase goes, that's probably about the longest I'm going to go.
3: Yeah, at a certain point, there's definitely a line in the sand where uh, any more wheelbase, and you start getting into well, I can't navigate through tight trails. I have to three-point turn everything. I, you know, you can't. It's harder to keep a line. You can't. You don't. You're not quite as nimble. Uh, you can't maneuver around as much. Sure, you might have great stability over everything, but you lose a lot of that maneuverability. And and that's where a lot of the fun comes into wheeling and off road is is being able to maneuver around and and pick uh, different lines and stuff. Through an obstacle that you may have been on a dozen times before, Jim. What would you say is uh, better for wheeling? In your opinion, is a long wheelbase or a short wheelbase better?
6: I'm a middle wheelbase guy.
3: <laughs> is it right in the middle wow. of the road. This guy's so, trouble no, like every every
0: question. <laughs> <laughs>
10: no, no, like the JK. I mean, it's not like really a long wheelbase I mean, compared to what TJK is, but it's still on the lines of what an XJ and, and you
8: know they're well within ten inches of each other.
10: Um sure. you start
8: getting into the gladi, you start getting into long wheel-based stuff, that's why it's such a great overlanding platform. But it's not the best wheeling platform unless you're gonna hit the mud. But then, I don't really see that it's wheeling as much as
7: you know, skinny pedal mashing. Um but that maneuverability part is something that I was we discussing earlier after, after to fully told us what the thought was to be because you know, because I've got the 40s and tons on my JK. I mean maneuverability's
8: not what it was before um I did the axles. Um, you start going with big one ton axles and now I'm doing three point turns everywhere when, you know, mm. people
7: and gladiators make the corner.
0: Yeah. Well that's the difference between a uh uh one of those uh, little uh cute Utes and a tank. Uh the tank just goes wherever it wants to and the the cute Ute right. has to uh, navigate. <laughs>
3: Right. No, I mean, it's like my 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 XJ has got a hundred <laughs> hundred and one hundred and two inch wheelbase. You know, somewhere somewhere around there. I think I might be, have stretched out a little bit more than that. Um, but you know, I mean, you go down to a TJ. A TJ's uh, in the in the low nineties. Uh, you know, somewhere around ninety two ninety three inches at wheelbase. Um, and and yet, you know, both extremely capable vehicles, but completely different wheeling characteristics. Uh, so I mean, and and you're right. I mean, just within you know ten inches of each other. Um, and, and so, I mean, like, yeah, uh, JK is around 95. You know, it's not all that much different than a TJ uh, and less than 10 inches away from, you know, an XJ. So, I mean, there's not all that much difference, but 10 inches is actually, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it, it becomes quite a bit when you're talking about off road performance and and how the vehicle performs through tight areas on, on, uh, on, on a line or, or off road.
7: Are you on. more?
3: Moving right along to Chip uh, here. We got uh, Chip here in the, around the campfire Fireside Chat. Chip, what would you say is, uh, is better for off-road use? Uh, we're going to go short or we're going to go long?
2: Well, having wheeled a CJ and then a TJ, I had to go short wheelbase on my JK. And I really like the maneuverability. You know, you mentioned, I think Christopher did a good explanation at the very beginning, where if you're doing rock gardens, I, I don't turtle as much as some of the longer wheelbases. But then when I went out to Moab, I also realized that I had to pick some different lines than, than the four doors. Um, so Mm -hmm. it does matter on what kind of wheeling you do predominantly. The closest Uh, place for me is the badlands over here in Indiana. And it's a timber, it's a forest. It's, it's got creeks. It's, it's got some rock gardens and a a little bit of everything, some sand, but there's a lot of trees to maneuver through. And and those three point turn watching the longer Mm wheelbases, you know, the, the, it's a lot easier to maneuver the, the two-door through that. Um, everybody says the LJ is the ideal length. You know, that's why the, the, the LJ Rubicons are the unicorns, right? Because mm-hmm. they're so maneuverable, yet they're also got just a little extra wheelbase. That My guy that works on my Jeep is trying to talk me into to doing a stretch on my JK to make it more like an LJ. And he only wants $8,000 to do it. Oh, and it's geez, only adding eight, and it's eight <laughs> inches, eight inches of extra length. But he said it'll make all the day, you know, night and day difference in its handling.
0: Well, that's only a thousand dollars an inch, man.
2: No, so it's yeah, <laughs> it's a deal.
0: <laughs> Actually, there's a, it's a lot of work, so I'm thinking eight grand is. is 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 not not too bad.
2: No, no, it 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 could be a value, but I don't have eight grand to throw at it.
3: No, that's always the problem.
2: <laughs> that's a yeah, big investment right
7: there.
3: No, I mean, like we were saying, you know, the the eight ten inch difference uh, makes all the difference in the world. You don't think about that much. You're like, well, hell, my tire is bigger than that, you know. And, That's what uh, she said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh, uh, and though it 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 changes everything, uh, it changes that the lines and and everything that you got to take. And 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 again, just like Christopher started all off, it all really depends on the terrain as well. So thanks, Chip. Uh, what about Chris? 7 dot Chris is here with us. Chris, longer or shorter wheelbase? What is better? I want to say overall
2: longer. And Chip, Chip hit it. Said what I was going to say is the, the JKS that are stretched. I've I've seen and I met a guy who was hardcore with his two door JK and he had it stretched and it's not quite that of a four door JK, um, but uh, it's longer than the two door. So I would say that that mid length that Jim mentioned, but uh, overall longer.
0: hey chip uh, Chip, when you say stretch you mean like cutting the tub and all that stuff not just uh moving the the axle back
2: actually all they're going to do is shave the wheel well out on the back of the tub but they're gonna they're going to actually stretch the axle back so you got to change your entire lift they're moving the axle back they're adding onto the frame so yeah but but not
0: not cutting the back of the the uh, cutting the tub in half and then putting no. more sheet metal in there. Because I was thinking eight grand for all that was pretty cheap. But if, if you're just moving, no, you're, the, you're moving the axle you're back. You're saving it. Yeah, you're shaving
2: the tub, you're shaving the wheel well. Yeah, that you're makes just sense. A, a longer opening.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. Then. You're not you're not the distance from bumper to bumper doesn't change in right. that instance. It's just where the axle is in relation to the rest of the body. And, it, and, and it's the, cool you know, too when people see that they go,
0: "There's something wrong with that J.K.," but right. I like
3: it. <laughs> right, better approach and
6: better departure.
3: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Big time. Big time. And you get a little bit more driveline in there, and uh, yeah, because I've seen seen some of those short drivelines. Like, good lord! Oh, I know. The TJ is so tiny. Yeah, uh, even smaller than some of the CJs I've uh, wheeled with. But uh, but yeah, Larry, Jeep and Mo uh, here with us tonight. Uh, Larry, what would you say? Longer or shorter wheelbase? Better for wheeling?
7: Well, I think everybody has covered all
3: the the aspects of normal wheeling, but the other part of it is the uh, overlanders. Obviously, it's harder to pack all your stuff in a little short wheelbase. That long wheelbase definitely helps the with the overlanders. More room to put stuff. Bullet trailer.
1: I can agree to that.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, I mean a JK is a JK. The world around, Uh, you know. But if you've got a JK that's been stretched, he's got a longer wheelbase. Well, I mean, you still have all the same storage, but you now you've got a little bit longer wheelbase that affords you a little bit better stability. Uh, So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I, I see where you're going with that. Absolutely, it all really does depend. Um, again, going back to Christopher's, you know, first comment, the type of wheeling that you do. Obviously, overlanding, Absolutely. you need a lot more storage. Probably want a little bit longer of a vehicle. That way, you can uh, you know, maybe even have a sleeping platform inside. You've got more storage inside. You know, all that sort of stuff. And 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 that's where you need it. You need that space in there. And and generally, that only comes with a longer wheelbase vehicle. And many so, aspects of it. Absolutely. Uh, now, Travis, hopefully he's, uh, he's here with us tonight. Travis doesn't get a chance to join us each and every week, but uh, every so often he pops in and, and, uh, and hangs out with us. Travis, what would you say is better for wheeling? Longer wheelbase or shorter wheelbase?
1: All I've known is shorter, and Katie likes it. Um- I've only
7: driven
1: driven my YJ I've been on the trails I've seen the other Jeeps And what everybody's doing And running It is down to I'm running a different line Than everybody But I've also got You know Different suspension I'm still my leaf spring It comes down to Where you're wheeling And what you're on Um, On the trails In Uari, There's certain trails Tight turns Everything I'm good Golden You know It's it's where you're at What you're on Um, I've got a buddy that Extended his YJ to an LJ link, and the thing's amazing. It, it truly is amazing on what I've seen it do and what it's able to accomplish. I like what I've got. I learned to wheel what I've got, and I do great with what I've got. You know, I can get through 90%, and if what I can't get through, I've got a winch or someone's going to pull me. Um, you know, it's just love what you got and figure it out. Uh, but I've uh, got like short, that. and
3: mm-hmm. Candy yeah. loves
1: it. Well, we're good.
3: I, I I like I like that. You know, learn what you've got and love what you got, and learn how to use it. Learn how to wheel it, and and that that is man knowing your vehicle and its limitations and and what it can and can't do. Uh, I, I think makes up for more than anything else a lack of armor, lack of uh, traction, lack of uh, uh, anything else. I mean, we, you can add skill into there. Um, it'll get you around just about everything. All right, wrapping it up tonight uh, with our, 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 uh, our guests, it would be Mike. Mike is our, our last uh, listener around the campfire. Mike Zen, what would you have to say about wheelbase, longer or shorter? Which is better?
9: Well, it depends on what you have. Everybody pretty much hit it up to the point. Um, I mean, I have the two-door short base, and there are times where I love it because I can basically make turns where I need to without any trouble where I see uh, longer wheelbase struggling. And, um, and there's some times where I'm like, damn, I wish I had a longer wheel basis. Now I'm coming down and I'm hitting hard because I, I lose that back end, uh, tra- uh, traction where I'm just coming down hard, but so it's just, you know, uh, but yeah, like Travis says, like, you know, learn how to uh, learn what uh, you got. And, you know, as long as you're, you're moving
6: on, you're, you're, you're golden.
3: Yeah. That's what it's all about is, is constant improvement, uh, regardless of what you have. Um, I mean, you could be driving a bucket that, uh, you know, has floorboards that look like Swiss cheese, man. As long as you know how to wield the damn thing and you're out there having fun, more power to you. That's what it's all about. Tony, where would you chime in on this, on this topic, uh, short or long?
0: Well, I got to say longer is the only thing I've ever dealt with. So I'd have to I'd have to stick with that. No, actually the, uh, I, I think the gladiator is going to be very challenging, um, because, uh, I'm, it's been so long since I've driven a truck, and I, I've only ever driven full-size trucks. Uh, hmm. I'm having problems parking this Gladiator in, in parking <laughs> lots because I'm—it's not, you know—I'm I, 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 not swinging out before I pull in. I'm just trying yeah. to pull in like I'm in the TJ or the Jake or the XJ, and the corner on the spot next to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I'm looking in the mirror and I go, man, that's really close to that car. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> dragging that uh, that long rear end, and this is, isn't even a full size truck. But I used to drive the full size trucks all the time and had no problem with it. So I'm having to relearn. i have been mean, I don't think it's got 200 miles on it yet. So there's we haven't been doing a lot of driving with it, uh, at least not very far. But uh, I will find out uh, here uh, shortly about the uh, uh, I've, now. I've wheeled the XJ. I've never wheeled the JT. But I'm sure if I take that out, you know, if I drag the XJ out there, people are going to say, "Come on, you got the thing modified, you got the sliders on it, bring it out to the trail, it'll be okay." So uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll I'll be getting some trail time in the uh, the Gladiator as well. So it'll be interesting to find out uh, what it's like, and uh, uh, I'll probably be doing the six point turns on that
9: thing. Well. <laughs>
3: It all depends on really, uh, you know, how, how tight the trail is, I suppose. I mean, I run into situations even with my XJ that I, I've got to, uh, you know, hit the steering, you know, three or four times, get around that corner, sure. you know, it's, it's switched back or something, there's trees right there. And, and, uh, and I've changed my steering geometry, you know, so yeah, it, it, it can happen. Well, that is our Camp Fireside Chat. If you would like to join in on the Camp Fireside Chat, it's going to be a different topic next week. Who knows what it's going to be? If you'd like to find out early, well, you're going to have to subscribe to our newsletter. And that's very easy to do. All you got to do is uh, uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up. And it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. And we don't use your email for uh, metadata purpose selling or anything like that. Hell, we barely make a penny on this show. So uh, don't (laughs) worry. We're not going to spam you or anything else like that. Uh, it's literally just one email a week for that newsletter, and it's got inside information as to giveaways that's coming up, uh, interviews that we're going to be having, uh, even topics that that we're going to be covering here on the show as well. Uh, so if you want to get the inside information, that's how you do it. Of course, you could always uh, get the uh, get the link and stuff to to join in on the campfire side chat through our Facebook page, and make sure you're uh, fermented and and you know all all uh, hooked up with us on Facebook as well. A lot of information. About the show coming through the Facebook page So that's going to be the place to go That's it for the show for this week my fellow Jeepers Until next week be sure to see what we have going on In social media by finding, friending or subscribing To us wherever you can find the Jeep Talk Show And as always thank you for listening To the world's most downloaded Jeep Podcast If I didn't know any better I'd swear you were just trying to hear What I was saying
7: since 2010